why is my computer not charging? There it is. Now it's charging. <laughs> I was about to say, this is going to be a really short podcast if that's not charging. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that'd be a problem. Yeah. Which this might be a shorter podcast anyway. There, There is certainly that potential. But <sighs> you're doing okay? Yeah. Been uh, going to the chiropractor. Yeah. And stopping going every week. He wants me to start going every two weeks because just the way things are progressing, he just wants to see what longer between um, adjustments does. Because, I mean, by and large, I'm just doing kind of preventative. My back is in pretty good shape, and I'd like to keep it that way. It's a good place to be. Um, Yeah. We we took Champ to the vet last I uh, saw Monday. that. Is he okay? Or I, I call it the dog tur. Um <laughs> He's he's mostly fine. Um, he's old. He turns 11 this year. So um, he just tweaked his back and he had been really pathetic for a couple of weeks. So I just wanted to make sure it wasn't anything else. Yeah. And Meg said, well, you know, while he was there, they were like, you know, his teeth are terrible. We, we would love to extract some of these. But to extract him, we have to put him under. And we can't put him under until we do an EKG because he has a heart murmur. Oh. I was like, great. Love that. Big fan. Oof. So, yeah. And he had, up until this point, he had been the cheap dog. Because the other dog has like a like an autoimmune thing with his nails to where sometimes they just break. Like they just shatter. Wow. And then if they don't, if they don't come out of the, the hole, there then they get infected and they have to be extracted wow and we had to do that with him twice i think Ooh. so yeah no he did Yikes. not like that he had to wear a he had to cone of shame after each of those I do and not it was like very entertaining for shame. us my favorite thing because so champ is the smart one and parker is kind of the the not as smart one i'll say okay um so parker was wearing the cone of shame and he tried to just live life normally like he didn't have this increased radius around him and he would try to jump onto the bed and the lip of the cone would catch on the bed and he would jump at one corner and fly off the other corner and completely miss the bed. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he like landed in a pile of clothes and he just pops his head up and he's like, this is not, this is not where I thought I would be. <laughs> this, is, this is not what I was aiming for. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a, they're, they're both good little guys. So. Well, and that, is that not how the saying goes? Aim, aim for the bed and you might land amongst the clothes. That's, that's the dream. <laughs> that's all we can that's all we can hope for. That's all we can hope for. Oh, wow. That's great. <laughs> so he's doing okay, though. He's he's all right. Yes. I, well, yes. I just I always get nervous whenever I see people, friends of mine, that will post, you know, that their dogs are having to go to the dog tour, as you so eloquently mm-hmm. put it, because I just, you know, I, I really love those furry babies. So it mm-hmm. it hurts me whenever I'm like, oh, no, because I, I haven't had a dog in years. I was in high school the last I had a dog and i just i will never forget having to put her down it was just phew, it's hard yeah i i'm already an emotional wreck about that you can ask meg yeah i'm already dreading it because champ's the first dog i've ever had oh so knowing that's going to happen is like oh man yeah it's not, gonna, it's not gonna go well for me being aware of that doesn't help if this is your first time joining in <laughs> this is not <laughs> normally where our conversation goes <laughs> but you know life it happens. Yeah, life, it finds a way. Um, just to reference one of our favorite, uh, I, would, I would go so far as to call that one of our favorite movies I as would, a pod. Love Jurassic Park. I think in my list big, of big like fan. top 10, it's it's definitely up there. Uh, I don't know where in the top 10 it would be, but it's there. Yeah. I don't think it would be in mine, but that would not stop me from like very, very like aggressively recommending it to people. I'm like, just because it's not in my top 10, it is still an amazing movie. Like a top 10 to me comes down to preference. Yes. And there are probably 10 movies that I would prefer than Jurassic Park. 
but that does not mean it is a bad it's so good and it holds up is the most surprising part that's what's been amazing is that it has stood the test of time and still applies even today it still mm-hmm. looks good even for today of course a lot of it is because that most of the uh special effects were practical practical mm-hmm. special effect a lot of animatronics uh stuff like that so it just makes it that much better yeah but yeah you know i was thinking of a another movie recently that was known for its practical effects um very different tone of a movie from jurassic park it was a mad max fury road oh yeah and they said they tried to do literally everything they could as a practical effect so like they would actually blow stuff up and that's like a lot of the pyro on there was actually pyro like stuff like that is so impressive to me that's a movie that that i have to confess that i have not seen I've only seen it once and I remember I saw it in the wake of like everyone saying oh Fury Road it's it's the it's the best movie of whatever it, its time frame was and I'm just in general I guess I, I would call myself a cynic so I'm the type of person who when everybody thinks something's really good I tend to want to watch it to be like I can't be that good just to prove them and wrong. yeah which is not the best mindset to have but then I mean I'll talk about this a little bit later when we t- when we talk about some movies we've seen recently but every now and then like all I'll do that with the intention of like, this can't be as good as everyone says it is. And I am blown away because everyone is right. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of feel dumb when that happens too. I don't know about you, but I guess, I, and I guess when that happens to me, I kind of like kick myself in a way. I'm like, ah, man, I have to admit that they were right. Um, I don't have to admit anything. I can admit the movie was good. <laughs> I don't have to admit I went into this expecting it to be terrible because I don't trust people. The thing that I do often, I do often admit that, but I don't have to. What happened recently for me that, that did that exact thing was Wednesday on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. That was one of those that like, once again, everybody that I knew was saying, Oh, this show is so good. You need to check it out. And I'm like, no, it's not. There is no way that this show is that good. And my wife was actually the one that convinced me to, to watch it with her. And of course, you know, I'm like, okay, all right. let's let's just see what happens you know and then we got through the first episode (laughs) and i was like she looked over at me and she's like you loved it didn't you i was like and you were like no definitely not start the next one (laughs) (laughs) i was definitely like "Ah, yeah it was good let's watch the next one my name is maximus decimus meridius Bond. James Bond. And here we go. Welcome back to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. I am Jay, and with me, of course, is that guy right there. Right, it's me. Let's see, which side are you gonna? It, are you? Uh, I am on. You will point to your right. My right. My yes. right. Your left is John. <laughs> Mueller, the co-host. What's going on, everybody? It's me. The uh, my, my partner in crime here as we invade your ear holes with the sweet sound of our voice. I'm trying to come up with some type of like ASMR, like I could just get closer to the mic and whisper. Yeah. And it's and it's content. <laughs> and read like what is what's something sitting in front of me? Twix cookie dough bars. Artificial flavor. Cookie dough flavored cream with cookie bits. Oh, those are the best. And milk chocolate. I haven't had it yet because I'm scared. Oh, so you haven't even eaten it yet? I want it to be yet? terrible. I haven't, no. Oh, I've just been staring at it. It's... Because I had the cookies and cream Twix, and I was very disappointed. Oh, see, I liked that one, too. Oh, no. You know what else is really good? I'm a huge fan of Kit Kat. I'll say it's... Okay. If I was to go to the store and they had every candy bar you could possibly get, Kit Kat would be my choice. Like, that's what I would grab. Okay. And... I can respect that. They have a new birthday cake, Kit Kat. 
Kat. Gosh. And it's delicious. Can you go wrong making something Kit Kat, though? Or making something uh, birthday cake? I, I have yet to taste anything that's birthday cake and it tastes bad. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Although, you know what's funny? I feel like that's funny? just one of those safe, consistent flavors. You know what's funny, though, is I don't like birthday cake. Huh. Like, I Irony. would much rather have a cobbler or a pie. No, I agree with that, yeah. Like, I'm not a fan of the... Or an ice cream cake, but just the straight-up birthday cake, I'm not a fan. I think that's fair. Yeah. Although, I will say, it's tough to beat just a good yellow cake chocolate icing that is that is to me like the the peak of cakes there you go it's simple it's classic it's consistent cake but yeah give me a give me a cobbler or a pie like brownies super overrated to me really that's my my dessert hot take brownies are overrated hmm. so in Cookies, the pie cake all better in the debate of what piece do you go for the corner piece or the middle piece you just say no piece it depends on who i'm having that conversation with and how much i want to push the envelope because <laughs> i am a i I am a corner brownie supremacist um, of the brownies. I think the crust is the best part. The little crunchy piece. But yes, which on like a cookie, you can have the whole edge of the cookie be that crunchy piece. And it's like, well, this is clearly better than a middle brownie. But there are also middle brownie elitists who I will politely disagree with because ultimately food opinions like that are inconsequential. Well, and someone disagreeing does not impact my life. I like sweets, as you can I see. Pot kettle. I can't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> That is a that is a pot kettle moment. So uh <laughs> the uh we we yeah, so let's move on. Uh so what we have today <laughs> before we get into any more rabbit holes is we have uh the topic for today is actually there's gonna it's so this is a weird so this is really just a weird time of year. It's the beginning of the mm-hmm. year, so nothing has really released yet. Nothing big has really released yet. So because of that, uh we are having to find other things to review until we have the content that actually starts coming out which is actually going to be the next episode which is going to be ant-man and the wasp quantum mania am i saying that mania yeah yeah um so next episode will be that so this episode just to fill time and because we've been doing some things that have not been exactly kid friendly uh depending on the age of your kid well yeah uh we are john got to see puss in boots the last wish i believe Mm -hmm. is the title and so he's going to be telling us a little bit about that today um i was not able to get around to go see it so instead with my little one we watched buzz or uh not i guess not buzz Lightyear, but just Lightyear on disney plus which is something that we actually hadn't reviewed yet so i'm gonna talk a little bit about that john's gonna talk a little bit about puss in boots and then to start this the podcast we're actually going to talk about the huge news release which is all the dc announcements stuff straight from james gunn and uh what's his name gosh what's the other guy peter the other guy uh peter... saffron yes saffron thank you mm-hmm. and uh so they gave us some announcements which you know we'll get into the nitty-gritty about that here in just a moment but uh that is what we've got coming up for today so today is actually going to be a safe episode for your kids yay yay and something that oh, you yeah. are all going to be able to participate in sorry about that we john actually was the one that brought it up and was like like, hey, we've done a Some, lot of rated R content here lately. Somewhat ironically, too, because I'm normally the one who's like, I would love to push the envelope and like we should watch Prey. And I mean, we should uh, do the long Halloween the movie. And Watchmen was a was a listener suggestion. Again, thank you. Um, I very much enjoyed watching Watchmen. Um, who watches the Watchmen? We did. We watched, we watched <laughs> we sure the movie. Um, but I did. I, I was thinking about it earlier this week before recording. And I was like, we always like start the episode of like we're a family friendly podcast. And I was like, mainly because that means like we on the podcast 
or clean. Don't like swear or right. like, any type of other like question or content like that. But I was like, can you truly have a family friendly podcast where you're reviewing things that themselves are not inherently family friendly? So it was a combination of of that thought and seeing literally everyone on Twitter talk about like the new Puss in Boots movie is amazing. And my like I talked about earlier, my desire to prove people wrong in that I was like, I need I need to watch this movie. Mm. And um I am I am content to go straight into that if you are straight into the review straight into the talking about it yeah yeah we could do that and then we could save the DC stuff for last I had figured that I figured that's more the more the feature sure because uh, yeah, it is a big than, announcement you're right yeah it is lengthy and potentially <laughs> tedious there's a um, lot to there's a lot to digest little, there a little bit of wondering uh, my my opinions on it there um but anyway so I I had seen everyone on Twitter say you know Puss in Boots the last wish is actually really good and people whose opinions normally on things that I I agree with um we we have kind of the same taste in a lot of things so I was like I'm gonna see this I hadn't I haven't seen the first Puss in Boots movie which came out in 2011 it does not feel that long ago that I made fun of there being a Puss in Boots movie. Wow. We were in college. That makes me feel very old. It hurts. It hurts. It is a sequel that's to funny the spinoff that, film that's, Puss in Boots. Wait, so is it the only sequel? How many sequels have there been? Yeah, this. That's it. It is this. It is the, set, the, the direct sequel of the 2011 movie, <laughs> well, which is upsetting. Talk about a long wait for a sequel. Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. So can I, can I go ahead? Uh, so I didn't watch this, obviously, if you can mm-hmm. tell by my reaction to John. Um, <laughs> uh, so can I ask a question about it? Go for it. Okay. Yeah. So is it something that like, do you, do you have to have watched the first one to understand the second one? Um, I sure hope not because <laughs> I didn't see the first one. <laughs> okay. All right. That... It, it can function on its own. I feel like, I feel like having seen the first one, there are some things you might understand better or differently. Maybe a deeper understanding um, of the character or something. But the way, the way that I'm reading, so I have the Wikipedia article pulled up right here and the way that I'm reading it is only Antonio Banderas and Salma Hayek's characters are returning. Every every other main character in this is a new character. Okay, so yeah, that pretty much sums it up right there. So it really is kind yeah. of a, you don't necessarily have to have seen the first one, but you're going to probably appreciate it a little bit better if you had seen the first one. Yeah, I would, I would think that's fair. Okay, nice. So um, again, for those of you who haven't seen it, if we had both seen it, I would be a little bit more into reading, like finding a, a full plot summary to talk about, but I'm just going to grab kind of the like three sentence one. Um, for this um, set after Shrek forever after which was in 2010 which makes me feel older um, the film follows Puss in Boots as he journeys to find the mythical last wish from the wishing star by teaming up with Kitty Softpaws and Perito to restore the first eight of his nine lives by wishing on the mythical wishing star they must race against Goldilocks and her three bears crime family and big Jack Horner who also desire the star all while Puss must avoid a mysterious hooded wolf who plots to kill him. Oh. There are a lot of like really, really interesting character dynamics in this. Um, but I want to go ahead and preface this by saying this movie got unexpectedly emotionally intense. Hmm. By that I mean there's a um there's a scene not too long in the movie where um Puss in Boots has a panic attack. And it is very, it is, it feels as real as an animated movie about a cat can. It feels very relatable in the sense of like, it is immediately recognizable what's happening. Um, So that, that definitely caught me off guard. And uh, (laughs) Perito, um, 
his his character he's genuinely the purest character i think i've seen in any media recently it is just pure unbridled optimism and it took me a second to warm up to him because the character starts that way starts like aggressively positive which i do not vibe with normally um and he's kind of played off as comic relief to kind of balance off or balance out Antonio Banderas as Puss in Boots. And um, he just has this super, super sad origin story that he tells in the most positive way possible. And it blindsides you. It felt like um, like the bing bong scene in Inside Out mm. when it just gets you out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. And I was like, I was not expecting that. Like Meg, Meg cried watching this, like in that scene specifically. And I mean, I teared up and I was like, I'm about to cry in Puss in Boots. Uh, it, it didn't quite happen because they they spun it back and they you know they, they pulled it back from that moment but it, it's it's a very intense emotional movie hmm. in some in some places um John Mulaney is I guess the villain of uh, big Jack Horner really and that took that took me a second because he doesn't I feel like he hasn't sounded like himself recently um but maybe that could be I feel like he's gotten sober and maybe when he was doing specials and stuff earlier in his career he was under the influence of you know substance a or b or whatever um but it, it took me a second and it's kind of weird um the animation style is is very directly inspired by spider-verse oh okay not to the not to the extent that spider-verse was but it definitely shifts styles in like action scenes a little bit and um it took that definitely i had to warm up to um i didn't like it initially but by the it stayed consistent in that way and stylistically i thought that was a really really cool um decision um the Goldilocks and the three bears as like are they heroes are they villains that's just kind of a, a an additional plot dynamic um we're actually really good and um the the ending of the movie is super satisfying and with some of the movies that I've seen recently, um, I mean, honestly, the long Halloween comes to mind. I feel like we have not been experiencing satisfying endings on things. And this just it it ends well. And that is something that I feel like is very, very underappreciated. Mm. So um, you, you left there feeling complete and yes, whole. Yes. OK. Yeah, you're right. That doesn't and, happen very often anymore. Yeah. And I, I say there are I say it's an emotionally intense movie, not exclusively. I mean, it's still a Puss in Boots movie, right? So it's it's a very funny movie, you know, think, like thinking back to it of certain moments in their heroic quest because it's a Puss in Boots movie. Of course, they have a heroic quest. Um, like there are some bits of it that are played up really, really, really well, um, better than I would have expected, to be honest with you. Um, I it's a it's a solid like eight five for me. It is like I will consistently recommend this movie to it to anyone. It's very, very good. So that's a very positive review. Mm hmm. Very good. That's that's really nice to hear because yeah. there are a lot of movies now that don't get that, don't have that. Like you had fun. It sounds like from what you're saying, like you had fun with it and you left there thinking that was that was really enjoyable. Yes. And it wasn't all just fluff either, because mm. I feel like a lot of the movies that you that you do have that experience with where you're like, oh, man, I had a great time. And that was I can't wait to watch that again. Like I need to I needed to decompress after I watched that movie. But I still walked away from it being like, that's such a good movie hmm. and that to me is almost rarer than a, a good satisfying ending yeah because a lot of like 
what's another super intense movie we watched? Like uh, The Batman last year? I would categorize as super intense. Right. Oh, yeah. I still don't know that I have any desire to rewatch that movie. Mm-hmm. But I, I know I will watch this again sometime. Huh. There you go. So good uh, rewatchability, too. And, and like I've always said, to me, that's the sign of a really good movie is that you do want to go back and watch it again. So you already yeah. saying, eventually, I will most likely make the time to sit down and watch that again. That's the sign of a really good movie in, yeah. in my book. Like the one where back in the day, you couldn't wait for the DVD to come out or the VHS because we're that old and oh. buy the VHS the... and watch it over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Do you, speaking of VHSs and being that old, do you remember HD DVDs? Uh-huh, yeah. How they tried to like, nah, Blu-ray is going to be a fad. We need to do this. Yeah. And then, you know, here we are. Just a little blast from the past for you. Wanted to wanted to bring that back up. Yeah, and not only that, but here we are where even a Blu-ray is like almost to the point of being obsolete. Like you just mm-hmm. buy it on digital and you have a digital li- yeah. library. Yeah. Which, not to be that guy, but... Oh no. Someday when the internet goes out, you're going to be really happy that you have that DVD collection. Just throwing mm-hmm. that out there. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. I still have an abundance of DVDs. Not not really like prepping in that sense, but also because like I just want to have them. Well, it's one of those things where it's like, yes, you want you want to be able to say, yeah, I'm I'm going to be able to rely on this streaming service. And, you know, I'm not going to be a conspiracy theorist. Of course, you know, most likely it is going to continue to be there, but mm-hmm. at the same time, if something should happen, and maybe you even reach the point where you can't afford internet anymore. I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. Yeah, life happens. <laughs> yeah, and you're going to be glad that you have that DVD collection because you're going to have something to watch. Anyway, sorry, moving on. <laughs> so tell us tell us about Lightyear. Oh, man, tell you about Lightyear. Um, so um, this movie, so I guess a good way to set up this movie um, and, and something that I think I knew before going into it, before watching it, but it caught me off guard is this movie starts out with this little blurb at the beginning. And it says, this is the movie that Andy watched in theaters in 19, whatever that influenced his desire to have a Buzz Lightyear action figure. Okay. So this is the film that Andy watched that made him go, I want a Buzz Lightyear toy. And then he got the Buzz Lightyear toy in the first toy store okay okay so already there's that beginning which was threw me off a little bit um and so the movie starts up and the first thing that you notice right out of the gate is that's not tim allen um because it's very noticeable and it's for me growing up with the toy story movies you know because i was you know i hate to i'm not trying to say the toy story movies were made for me but my the the toy story movies were released in the same progression of Andy growing up. So like the first movie came out, Andy and I were the same age. By the time the last one came out, the third one, not the fourth one, the third one, he was going off to college and so was I. So like it was like a, a picture of my childhood, which is really cool to think about. But um so I grew up watching those movies and having such a connection with Buzz Lightyear because he was hilarious and him and mm-hmm. Woody had this incredible relationship and uh, a, a friendship, you know, a, a good quality friendship. And then to not have Tim Allen play that, it threw me off so much. Like that's, that was the first thing that really caught me off guard. But let me give you a basic overview of the story. So something has happened to earth 
and everybody's had to leave Earth. And so they're looking for a habitable planet that they're going to be able to live in, live on. And uh, they come across this one planet. Well, instead of sending a skeleton crew, if you will, just to check out the planet to make sure that everything's okay and habitable, they just say, hey, let's just, you know, let's just land here and live here. So they land and then they realize the planet's kind of hostile and they really Hmm. need to get out of there. Well, the bad news is is that that they don't have the fuel needed so that they can go into hyperspeed. So they have to spend several years developing this fuel and then testing it. And so Buzz, he gets to test it. And the first time he tests it... (laughs) That's awful. You're right. He gets in the ship. He goes into space. He tests it. It works. However, he gets back to the planet and like two years have passed. Mm, So he did go into hyperspeed, but it was... It also sent him into the future. So they didn't know... They spent two years not knowing that it worked. Right. And so... So he gets back and then they keep testing it. And so... So he keeps going into the future and keep jumping into the future um, to the point that he jumps one time. And when he gets back to the planet, the planet is like dead and there's nobody, there's hardly anybody living there and there's robots everywhere. And, and you find out that it's because of Zerg. I was about to say, might there be an evil emperor involved? Yes, there is a Zerg. And so then it spins the movie and he's trying to, you know, destroy, trying to stop Zerg and also trying to to help the past with the fuel shortage and he's trying to figure out what to do and um and then he approaches zerg and zerg turns out to be him from the future further in the future and so he is able to fix it so that buzz can go to the past and or no 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 no, hold on they're gonna go to the past that's what they decide that they're gonna work together because they're the same person and then but and the reason that they call him zerg is because he he makes a whole bunch of robots and they can't say light they can't say buzz lightyear and the only thing they could get out was zerg and so that's why he goes by zerg okay um and uh and so then they he's able to make the right kind of fuel and then in turn he is like i'm gonna go to the past and then buzz is like well if you go to the past then you're gonna destroy everything that's happened and people have had family since then and they've had grandkids and you're going to destroy a whole bunch of lives if you do that and so then that's when older buzz becomes an evil buzz and fully turns into zerg and then but he's able to stop him he gets the fuel and he's able to correct everything and then they're able to go it ends and they're going into space they got their full like you know the white suit and the the green breastplate and everything and they're going into space because there's something happening up in the gamma quadrant in sector four and so that's that's how it ends as they're going to check that out and um so that was the basic plot like i said the main thing that throws it off is just the um the fact that tim allen didn't voice buzz Mm -hmm. um and then also the story is just very it felt like a cash grab. Like it felt like it, okay. that's all it was made for was okay. to do that. They totally take out any continuity that has already been made before. Um, like Zerg Zerg and the toy story movies is revealed to be Buzz's dad. And they, so they completely change that. Um, I feel like I'm okay with that change though. Cause I feel like the change of it being an alternate future buzz is cooler than the direct ripping of empire strikes back. Okay. Yeah. I could, 
seen and, that. And I say that having having not seen the movie, so maybe it's not done as well as in my head it could. Because that, I guess visual hearing you describe the plot, I hear it and then I visualize it kind of in the best possible way. And I guess, I mean that's not the you know the true representation of of anything. So I guess where it fell flat, the characters were kind of flat too. They were very two dimensional. There really wasn't a whole lot going on there. Um, I guess what what was upsetting or or what was what I could see was is that other than the character itself, the name Buzz Lightyear and him being a space ranger, it felt like they didn't really take anything else from the Toy Story movies. Because one thing that we discover about Buzz in the movies is that he thinks that he is the real Buzz Lightyear. So that would have us believe yep. that the way that he acts, the personality that he has, the lore that he talks about would be the lore from the Buzz, if it is based off of this movie then ever all of that should have taken place in this movie and it didn't yeah and so that's why for me it was like well you basically just took the name and his role and then you just spun your own thing so i guess my my question would be would you would you rather something like that or a more obvious but obviously inferior remake like if they went back and they they tried to like hey you know we've had success with all these spider-man movies what if we remade toy story as opposed to something like this where it's like you said they they kind of retcon everything essentially right Mm -hmm. and again i feel like this is me wanting it to be better than it is in all in all actuality but i feel like i would rather try something to make a spin on it because i don't know did you watch the um there was an animated show, right? There was an, a Buzz Lightyear of Star Command there was, animated yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that at all? Because mm-hmm. I remember watching it, but I don't remember like what it was. <laughs> so I don't know if they if they expounded on any of the the types of plots from Toy Story two that you've said they've kind of just completely disregarded for this movie. Well, um, and it was so much, you know. I guess it was the whole thing that like they didn't have to include Zerg, you know. I, I guess like even in that animated Buzz Lightyear movie or show, Buzz Lightyear acted had the same personality as the Buzz Lightyear from the movie, and, and even that like that wasn't voiced by Tim Allen, but he no, tried his the... but he tried his best to be like Tim Allen, yeah. you know. To, to have like the the comedic comebacks and stuff like that you know to have this like macho personality like it was there which is how he is up until he finally admits yeah I'm a toy you know yeah. and then and then even then like there's still you still see some of that come through in like his actions and he's like you know he's very like military oriented and like you know you know he, he it's just it plays out really well and you don't get to see any of that kind of personality in this Buzz Lightyear and so it was just in in that that awful awful meme that you see sometimes where somebody will say that that's not my insert whatever like <laughs> that's not my Buzz Lightyear yeah. is kind of like yeah. my thought about the Buzz Lightyear in this movie. I'm like, no, that's not my Buzz Lightyear. So I do have I do have one um, additional question, and then I guess we could we could wrap up our or I guess put a bow on on our reviews here. Sure. Um, in the lead up to Lightyear coming out last year. There was a lot of discussion on, um, you know, I'm not gonna. There, there was some controversy about was it was it just the one scene? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The the lesbian scene. Yeah. Um, 
was that all like overblown? Was it like subtle? Was it, did they, it was obvious and in your face? It wasn't or? subtle. It wasn't subtle. Okay. It was there. It was very much present. They didn't try to like hide it. It was just like, boom, right. there you go. Um, right. But, but it was, but it was, was it the, okay. So I guess that's so it wasn't where, like the, that's where it got overblown was it was like, they made it sound like, and even I, you know, from what I had heard and what, and, and had read, was like I was like, whoa, this must be defining like characteristic movie. of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Like a defining character in the movie or whatever. And it was just, it was just two, Blink and you miss maybe it. three seconds and then it was done. Okay. So it wasn't awful. Okay. Like it, it wasn't just in your face. Okay. Which, because you know, I, I was. I have my own opinions on that too, as far as like, I don't think there should be romance in any kids' movies, to be honest, but that's just my yeah. personal then opinion. Yeah. Then you get to. Well, then you, you, you end up with, you know, uncomfortable questions like, well, just the donkey messy. did, the donkey did what to the dragon? Like, you, questions you don't ever really want to answer. <laughs> right. Like, yes. just shifting Precisely. back into shrek um yeah no we don't uh, we don't need to talk about that yeah um yeah. <laughs> wait how come that dragon has a donkey head um don't worry about it huh don't ask questions we you need don't more want popcorn answered. don't we go yeah let's go get popcorn <laughs> refills you have to go to the bathroom yeah you have to go to the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly uh so yeah but uh other than you know i mean i think for a kid who is not as invested into toy story and it wasn't something that they grew up with they're not gonna care at all they're not gonna mind it's not something they're gonna pay attention to you know they're gonna it, you know they're gonna enjoy it but you know if I, I guess that's the thing is like when you have that blurb at the beginning that little credit at the beginning that's saying hey this is the movie that andy saw yeah it's like okay well if this is the movie that andy saw then wouldn't the Buzz Lightyear action figure act like the Buzz Lightyear on the screen because he thought that he was that Buzz Lightyear. And so then it just... Maybe he would have been that Buzz Lightyear, but he traveled back in time and then forward in time and then back in time and it becomes a time travel paradox yes. and no one is prepared to have that conversation about Lightyear. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the character he would have been if he hadn't gone into the yes, future. Yes, there you and, go, yeah. Oh, yeah. Time travel the, paradoxes that's the next are among movie my is least there's a There's a light year multiverse of madness, oh and gosh. that's the light year that he ended up with. <laughs> oh, man. Sin- sinister light year. Yeah. yeah. Buzz Lightyear Supreme. What are the, what are the other Doctor Stranges? Like, it's, oh, oh, yeah. Man. No, Supreme was what if. That, it wasn't uh, multiverse. It was what if. Man. Yikes. Speaking so, of universes. That's exactly where I was going. Yeah. Let's talk about this DC universe. All right. Let's shift to it. The article is titled, very ambitiously, The Next Generation of DC Movies and TV Has Arrived. Did you miss it? It arrived. Did you where'd blink? It, where'd, it, where'd it go? Yeah. Yeah, I... <laughs> We should go through it and then we should talk about it because otherwise I will I will put unnecessary spin on this. Okay, so this if you haven't been living if you've been living under a rock or this is your first time tuning in to this (laughs) this uh, podcast this YouTube channel then you would know that John and I talk very frequently about the future of DC and the things that have taken place and James Gunn is now in charge of the DC universe and planning Mm -hmm. it all out Hmm. so um, yeah 
Oof. Okay. So I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna read this. Okay. Little this first few paragraphs here to kind of set the set the stage. Well, the wait is over. DC fans Gunn and Saffron have unveiled the first ten interconnected DC Studios projects, five movies, and five HBO Max TV series. And yes, we said interconnected. All ten of them are set within the same shared universe and will frequently share characters. However, while not included below, there will be films set outside of shared continuity, like the already announced Joker sequel from director Todd Phillips and Matt Reeves's upcoming The Batman sequel, which is just called The Batman Part 2. Electric Boogaloo? No. Oh, Just man. The Batman Part 2. To The Two Batman? <laughs> to Dark Two Night. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. The DC use a multiverse. This is from uh, uh, Saffron. Uh, Saffron. The DC use a multiverse, but we're going to be focusing on one universe from that multiverse. And if something isn't DCU, we're going to make that very clear. So strictly adult fare like Todd Phillips' Joker or kids animation like Teen Titans Go, we're going to make it very clear that those are DC Elseworlds, just the same way that they do in the comic books. So, are we clear? I'm, I'm here. I'm here for that. I'm here for the that. differentiation of we're having one continuity, yes. but there will be things that exist outside of that. Yes, and as long as they make it abundantly clear, I mean, what are they going to start? I wonder if they're going to have a new logo that will be like the DC, but then it'll say, it'll say Elseworlds. I, I would like that. I think that would be very beneficial or like how um how Marvel has the Marvel Studios where it does the the pictures of usually it's you know what's come out recently or what's relevant to that uh-huh. movie or TV show's story. Right. Um they could do something similar to that where it's like you kind of learn the tone of what you're going to watch by what is in the in the tag there. Right. Okay. Um sorry I just knocked my camera so everybody on YouTube is probably like whoa. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, so first up, and, and this is in no particular order. In fact, some of this stuff is not actually going to be released for some time, but they went ahead and they put it in a very weird order. First up, mm-hmm. we have Creature Commandos. Uh, it's going to be an animated HBO Max series. That's right, animated. And mm-hmm. their plan is, actually, even with the animated stuff, the people that will be playing, the actors that will be playing the live action versions are going to be voicing the characters characters in the animated show i'm on board with that too Mm -hmm. um and that is something that's actually being made um it's going to be the first series that they're doing uh it's already been written the entire series and um james gunn is the one who's heading that up Mm -hmm. next up is waller from uh Suicide Squad. Uh, Viola Davis. It's going to be a live action HBO Max series. Viola Davis is going to be coming back to revise that character, Amanda Waller. Uh, And this is also going to have some of the Peacemaker team in it uh, as regulars on the show. So we can assume by that statement that the Peacemaker series that is already out is actually going to tie into this um, new universe. In in that context, would that not also make the R-rated Suicide Squad part of like canon yeah for the for the dcu now yeah because this series is going to sit between peacemaker season one and season two Mm -hmm. next up is superman legacy this is going to be a live action movie um this as far as they said is actually the launch of the dcu um and it's going to be superman legacy james is james gunn is currently in the process of writing it uh, but one thing that they did say, John, that actually made me really happy was they actually used the 
phrase truth justice in the american way mm-hmm. uh and so i was like okay he, he and they you know they mentioned that he is kindness in a world that thinks of kindness as old-fashioned so i'm i'm actually i'm, I'm really hoping that they do him some justice but that's gonna yeah, be league <laughs> some some justice league but that is i, I gotta go for... that's <laughs> <laughs> that's it good night and, oh, uh, but that's has a release date set for july 11th 2025 so we got a little bit for that that still feels really soon for a movie that is not cast or written as far as we know he, uh, well it says he's still writing it, well, it, I would assume still it, was... it could be cast though we don't know about i would that. all we know is it's not henry cavill that's and all we're we all very that's disappointed correct. about it that's correct and i i won't say we're all disappointed about it jay and i are very disappointed about <laughs> yes, that we are. big big we, henry cavill fans we both sent each other like the same twitter photo and we were like dude he's done (laughs) yeah um now this next one is something and we can go into detail about this later uh, after we go through it all but is a live action hbo max series and it's just simply called lanterns and it's going to feature john stewart and hal jordan um and this is going to be, it's actually their, their, the way James Gunn, so there's a video that I recommend watching along with this, this article, uh, where James Gunn actually does all the talking. And he actually says that this in particular is almost going to be set up like a, like a, uh, like a cop mystery type mm-hmm. of thing where something has happened on earth and they're both investigating. Uh, it, it's like a threat has happened on earth that came from somewhere in space and they're going to be investigating to try to figure out what it is that happened and who caused it i'm really i'm really interested in this dynamic because so people people of our generation right people in their like 30s ish you know a little bit of sway either way there um really grew up with john stewart as the green lantern right because of the justice league animated show right and um having read as much of the green lantern comics as i did um I really delved into the Hal Jordan character and they're like complete opposite characters. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, really intrigued by the dynamic of um, in, in the article here, Peter Safran calls it a true detective type mystery and them like how, how they make these two characters is what one of the things I'm most excited about mm-hmm. in this entire um, five movie, five show announcement. Yeah. Uh, the Authority is what's next. It's a live action movie. Um, as far as Gunn has said, James Gunn, uh, he says that this is kind of one of his really big passion projects. Uh, these are their Wildstorm characters. Wildstorm was a comic, a comics imprint that was bought by DC that he really loves, and um, they're going to bring a lot of the Wildstorm characters into the DCU. Uh, it's another team, but uh, they are morally gray characters. Paradise Lost, another series, HBO uh, Max series. And this is, uh, from what James Gunn has stated, it's going to be a Game of Thrones type of series based in uh, the the history leading 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 up to uh, Princess Diana. The Wonder Woman, not the British one. Right. For, for anyone who might have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just the, the most mild amount of confused, uh, confusion there. Uh, On th- Themyscira or or also known as Paradise Island. Right. So it's going to be a a Game of Thrones type show from what they described. Next up, The Brave and the Bold. This is a live action movie. Uh, This is going to be Batman. Uh, I'm so so upset. It will not be Robert Pattinson. It's not going to be Ben Affleck either. It's going to be a completely different actor playing Batman. 
uh, and will feature Damian Wayne. I hate the Damian character so much. We'll get into that. Next up, Booster Gold, uh, live-action HBO Max series. This is a character that's rather new to the uh, DC Universe. He's a guy that's from the future and uses future technology to be a superhero in the past. Um, I feel like I feel like that's just gonna be uh, that's gonna be a show, a live action series, and I feel like it's gonna be like Peacemaker ish in my the way I think about the, it. The tone of this show is what I'm very curious about. Yeah, because is it going to be to to compare it to Marvel properties? Is it gonna be Ragnarok, where it's that really good mix of of a good plot supported by action and comedy, or is it gonna be Love and Thunder when it's a good plot completely submarined by over the top comedy it's so dumb it's so dumb it's brilliant no it's just dumb <laughs> yeah so that's that's really my concern with booster gold it's also a total fan favorite is what saffron says here um i know nothing about booster gold i know very very so little. very very yeah. little um next up supergirl woman of tomorrow uh this is a live action movie uh this is based on the tom king uh comic that was released i think back in 2020 um and is very unique. Uh, so he says he's doing this because the Superman of this DC universe is going to be very kind, very gentle, you know, raised by good parents on Earth. Whereas by the time um, Kara um, gets to Earth, she's lived on this like piece of floating uh, Krypton mm-hmm. and has like been, been living in this harsh environment for years by herself. So she's going to be a much... It's just going to be a huge contrast between her and Clark. They're going to be yeah. two very different people where she, he's going to be more kind and loving and probably more forgiving. She's going to be very harsh and uh, brutal in her approach. And then last up is Swamp Thing. And that Didn't is they a try live to make... action movie. They did a series on CW. And from what I heard, it's actually pretty good, although I've never watched it, so. Yeah. But once again, this will tie into the DC universe somehow. So, so that's the announcements. Uh, John, let's just go over a few quick thoughts and then we can wrap it up. Ty- giving James Gunn complete control has made this destined to fail. Oh, man. I'm afraid I think, that you might be right. So with them having announced 10 properties and at least five of them I just don't care about. It's it's troubling when you have something like The Authority and he goes, oh, these are Wildstorm characters. This is a passion project. Those are red flags to me mm. of maybe you could pull it off or maybe it's going to become personal for you. And if it fails, it just sinks everything else. It's concerning. Yeah. The first one, Creature Commandos. Never heard of it. We're going to make this animated TV series and, you know, it could work. It could not work. I just super, super low expectations. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm, I'm feeling very negative about this right now. And I guess what I, I was thinking about this last night. What I want to do is wait to see how guardians of the galaxy volume three is. See if it falls into the same pit that volume two and love and thunder fell into, which is too much of a good thing becomes a bad thing and see, I guess how, how that goes. But I'm just, Waller, I think, can be good. Superman Legacy can be good. Lanterns, I expect to be good. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Um, Paradise Lost, calling it, like, comparing it to one of the best television shows of the past 10 years is a brave choice. 
Especially that an one that, that I think overall most fans agree ended very poorly. Yes. So comparing it to that, it's kind of like, oh, like at first you're like, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, that's the one that I think has the most potential, but potential to be good or bad is kind of where it's, where it's at for me. Um, Booster Gold has my attention. Um, like I, like I said, I'm really interested in the tone of that show. Um, the Supergirl concept, I feel like is very interesting of how she's going to kind of yin and yang with clark if you will Hmm. um but i i love batman like if you could zoom in on like all of these freaking pops back here like there's a good amount of bat universe pops um none of them are damian wayne i despise the damian wayne character see so it's funny you mentioned that because when this article came out i actually i waited for it on twitter and as soon as it came out i clicked on it to read it because i was just really wondering just the anticipation of wondering what he was going to announce and everything leading up to this one i was like okay okay maybe i could okay i could maybe see this working and then as soon as he said let's see he says in here um so this is directly this is what gunn said directly james gunn this is a story of Damian Wayne, who's Batman's actual son that he didn't know existed for the first eight to ten years of his life. He was raised as a little murderer and assassin. And then he says, he's my favorite Robin. And as soon as I read that, I was like, oh no, oh no. Because as soon as I hear somebody say that, I'm like, I don't, I don't, think I have met a single person who can confidently say that Damian Wayne is their favorite Robin. I feel like if I met that person, I would actively devalue their other opinions. Could I see you maybe appreciating Damian Wayne as a Robin? Maybe. But saying he's your favorite is just yeah. like, I don't it's know. It's questionable. I, I will be kind and call it questionable. Yeah. It makes me nervous. Yeah. It makes me very nervous. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to think. I'm, yeah. I want to, I want to like I want to like everything that he says he's going to be releasing. I want to like it so bad, so bad. Yeah. But I guess the the thing about Batman, the the Brave and the Bold that they announce here that has my attention more than anything else because again, the whole premise of it I'm not enthused with um is Peter Safran saying this is going to feature other members of the extended Bat family just because we feel like they've been left out of the Batman stories in the theater for far too long. I want to know who that's going to be because he says extended Bat family so that makes me think it's not any of the other Robins other than maybe Dick. Because I feel like at this point you can't really introduce, like, you can't really introduce Jason or Tim. So maybe Dick, maybe Barbara. But then do you go further and bring in Batwoman, who was on the CW but wasn't in a in a the- theatrical movie? Do you bring in Cassandra Kane? Like, I feel like she would be a very interesting kind of balance to Damien because she kind of is still that same. She's like his very similar to him as I understand her character. Like, how, how extended is this going to be? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I <clears throat> and here's the other thing too. I think this I think this got me more than anything else. So they're still planning on using the Flash. Uh and as far as we can tell, they're also still gonna be using Aquaman. Um however, at the same time, they're using they I, I, I from what I understand, they're kind of using this Flash movie as their new reset. Like this is gonna be the reset because this is gonna be that's gonna be Flashpoint. And so Which when, reset the continuity. Which yeah. reset everything. And so when when Flash gets 
gets back to his timeline, that's why everything is going to be different, is because everything was reset, which is a clever way of using it. However, at the same time, as we have also talked about on this show, you also start to question a little bit about, you know, Ezra Miller being the Flash. Um, I know I said to a friend of mine earlier today who we were talking about this, I said, how cool would it be? Or how, how wild would it be if, you know, the whole movie, it's Ezra Miller, right? Ezra mm-hmm. Miller through the whole thing. And then he leaves the Flashpoint timeline and goes back to his timeline and it's Grant Gustin instead of Ezra that would be, Miller. I, I almost need that to happen. I would, I, I would probably then go watch that movie just to see yeah. that transition, to see him go back and then like it start like at his feet and pan up. And then when it gets to his face, it's Grant Gustin. <laughs> still in the Ezra Miller suit yes. or in the in no, the still, CW suit. Still in the Ezra Miller suit, but it's him. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I would be I would be like, all right, cool. I'm I'm on board with this now. But anyway. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think out of I'll, I'll just say real quick and then we'll wrap up because it's it's getting late. But the thing I think I am most excited about, you would think would be Superman just because that's mm-hmm. kind of the one that I'm he's, he's your boy. He really is. But I think the thing that I'm most excited about is about lanterns. One hundred percent. Like, yeah. that just sounds like a very cool concept to me. It It's a mix for me. It's a mix of it sounds like a cool concept and it sounds like the hardest one for them to get wrong. It is starting from the best spot. Yeah. So I guess that's part of, that's part of why my expectations are higher is because, I mean, everything else still feels theoretical and conceptual. Yeah. And this, like, should work. Yeah, definitely. So we want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Please let us know what you think. Uh, reach out to us. Email us. They didn't ask us at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and message us on there. T-D-A-U underscore pod. Uh, you can follow John on Twitter, jmuller8332. Uh, and you can message him as, and you can also follow me and message me as well on Twitter. The nerd is underscore in, but we would love to hear from you. Um, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings about all these announcements? Are you excited about it? Are you cautious about it? Are you totally against it? What do you think? Um, you know, it's pretty clear that we've got several movies coming up that with the DC universe that are most likely not going to be a part of it. I'm really starting to think that Shazam is not going to be a part of this new universe. Um, it, so I do know at the, at I the do very know beginning that the of Rock this, is out for sure. Really, I have heard that he is one hundred percent done with That's kind of disappointing all of this. So I, I, I am curious to see what they do with Shazam. But yeah, uh, yeah. So real quick, as we're winding down here, Jay, what have you been uh, watching, playing, reading? What are your content recommendations until our Ant-Man Quantumania episode? Yeah, um, man, honestly, I so I said a long time ago that I'm not going to buy any new games until I have a new system. That's right. been my my promise to myself because I just don't want to experience. I want to experience it at the best possible level. Okay. Um, and so I actually have just been going back and finishing up older games that I have that I never fully completed. I love that. So I'm going back and, and finishing all of those. Um, I'm also, it's funny, I don't have a show right now. Usually I'm watching several different shows and I don't mm. have one right now. So actually I'm going back through and I'm re-watching the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy of Star Wars. Okay. Uh, I am also have plans to watch the original three Indiana Jones movies. 
Ooh, you mean the only three? The only three. And the then only also, three. I just recently was like, I am also going to re- rewatch the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies as well. Ooh, I would like that. Yeah, because I've only, I don't know that I ever saw the third one, and I definitely didn't see the fourth one. The fourth one actually is really not that it's, bad. It's, that's it's actually everything I've heard. Pretty yeah. good. Now, the newest one, the fifth one, I guess it was. Um, I know, right? Wow. We, my wife and I actually, we rented that one and we turned it off about 20 minutes in. Ouch. Because we were that bored with it. Ouch. <laughs> so. You wanted Pirates of the Caribbean but got Master and Commander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it man. Was, it was not. Yeah. So, anyway. So, um, that's what that's what we've been doing. What about you? So gaming wise, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty's extraction shooter called DMZ. Hmm. It's kind of it's it's like a super diet um, escape from Tarkov. If you've watched that at all, yes, I've seen some um, of that. It's I mean it, it's Call of Duty, so it's just kind of lighthearted and fun and not really like Tarkov in that sense because Tarkov is a very intense game. Um, but I actually went to the comic book store earlier tonight. Wow! Very excited. Hadn't they still been there make in those? a minute. Uh, they do, and I actually <laughs> I got three books like oh. trade trade paperbacks, and I'm very very excited because they feature potentially the best Star Wars character since I'll, I'll say since the prequel trilogy. That would be Doctor Aphra. Oh, yes. I got the first volume of Darth Vader and the first two volumes of Dr. Aphra. Okay. And I think it's, I, I wouldn't, I would go on record. I am going on record of saying without having read this yet, I think Cal Kestis and Dr. Aphra are the two best Star Wars characters since the prequel trilogy, or I guess since the Clone War era, because I do yeah. want to include Ahsoka in that. Okay. I can agree with the Cal Kestis for sure. Because I mean that, well, Rebels has really great characters in it too. Ahsoka is great, but the sequel trilogy, man, all of those characters are just very underwhelming. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. So I'm super excited to, to dive into Dr. Aphra. Um, I also haven't been watching it because officially I don't have HBO Max yet. Um, uh, HBO Max, if you're listening to this, I definitely did not borrow my friend's login to watch things recently. That was not me. <laughs> um, but I do really want to start The Last of Us. Oh, yeah. I've heard yeah. amazing things about each episode so far. And that's just very, very rare because it's three episodes in now. And normally at least one of them would have have been a miss hmm. after three episodes so i i'm excited to give that a go at some point um but yeah nice. jay uh jay shared our links earlier the best ways to get in touch with us let us know what you've been been watching listening to playing reading um we, w- we would love to hear from you yeah for sure but uh yeah but we'll be back in two weeks to review um ant-man quantum mania mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. so that will be actually the weekend after it releases so for those who you know remember we're a very spoiler heavy podcast so if you want to wait until after you've seen it you might want to give it some time before listening to that yep. um but uh but yeah well, we'll be back in two weeks but uh until then what can they do john uh i believe they can nerd out <laughs> <laughs>